Welcome back to the Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit. I'm Tony Mulvey, Senior Analyst here at FreightWaves, joined with Chris Oliver, Chief Marketing Officer over at Trucker Path. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, we've seen a lot of talk in in the news recently about this downturn in the truckload market, and you all just released a white paper as well, kind of giving laying out these six key steps for owner operators to take during the during the down market. And I think that's really a good jumping off point for us today. I mean, I think that these six steps are really in, encapsulate what owner operators need to work at. So the six steps are doing your math, building relationships, doing what you do best, where's hot, where's not, it's the trip, not the load, and put your eggs in more than one basket. So we'll start with that first one, doing your math. Can you speak to a little about how, why that's so important for an owner operator? Yeah, it's it's really it's super important. And it all comes down to the basics of how do you know if you're making money if you don't understand what your costs are? Uh, so the very first step that you got to do is understand those costs. And there's a lot to consider there. It's not just your truck and your fuel. You've got insurance, you've got your ELD, licensing, registration. Most owner-operators have factoring fees. Um, you got your meals and lodging while you're out on the road. Uh, and then there's maintenance. Tire, you know, just tires alone is a significant cost. And that really the way to look at that is, you know, just pick a time frame, six months, for example, and just keep all the expenses Add them all up, divide them by how many miles are driven during that period, and you understand your cost per mile. And that's the first step to understanding profitability. Oh, of course, you have to account for your own pay in there, too, and draw your, the pay you want to pay yourself. Uh, that's, that's kind of an important part of your cost. So you got you got to put all those together and measure it on a per mile basis because we all look at rates per mile, so you can easily compare and understand if you're making money or not. Yeah, and I think, I think that's the key, right, you know, that you're looking at revenue – on a per mile basis. Well, you look at cost, a lot of times it's on an all-in basis. So under breaking it down, I you know sometimes it's a little more difficult just because how do you factor in a McDonald's meal, for for example, on a per mile basis, but you just kind of look, like you said, lump it all in and divide it by the miles over a time frame, And you don't have to know each aspect on a per mile basis necessarily. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, this isn't an accounting class. You know, it's not something that you're going to submit for an audit. This is something that you understand as a business owner as a directional indicator. So, I mean, I'm certainly not an accountant. I couldn't do it down to the penny. But a, a good solid-ish is a is a very, very good directional indicator for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think at, once you kind of understand your cost per mile, then the second key step is that building relationships. And I think we all talk about it at supply chains, logistics, transportation, the whole, all of it's really relationship driven. Can you talk a little about why those relationships are so important and, and maybe how owner operators can go about doing that? Yeah. So this is something that is kind of one of our core tenets of, in our dispatch service that we launched a couple months ago. Um, but what we try to do is make those relationships deeper, help them happen. And, you know, kind of our general rule of thumb that we have is we try to, um, as we bring on new customers with dispatch to book at least three quarters of their loads that we find for them with just five brokers. And when they start to develop that, that the relationship, the trust, the broker knows who they are, you know, it starts to become easier and easier and easier. And that, that's good in up markets and down markets. 
But now times when things are a little bit tough on the rate per mile and fuel too, we can talk about that forever, but just on the rates right now, they're pretty brutal compared to where they were a few months ago. You know, if a broker doesn't know a carrier, they just want to get the best service possible. They want to get the, the, the lowest price essentially. But over time, after you build a relationship and a little bit of trust and, and that broker or shipper knows that you're a go-to guy that's going to get the job done for you, they, they tend to lose the purse strings a little bit and trust you a little bit more and, and share a little bit more of the of the revenue. So, you know, just to build those those types of go-to relationships um, over time is just a smart thing to do. So when the market turns, you've got a friend to go to. Yeah, and and like you said, it's good in up and down markets. It's not. It's more of a that core tenant at all times. Like it, it is that relationship building, and I think you see it. I mean, I there's. I've done research and things like that and around some of these publicly traded companies. You kind of look and they talk about their core carrier base and you get in and start looking at their cost per mile that they're paying out to those carriers. And when they talk about them, you can kind of tell that, hey, they are willing to pay a little more if the service is there. So and then the all right, the third the third key step is doing what you do best. And this is the idea behind this is taking basically giving that value to the broker, but also it's having using that relationship and that way generating that trust where the carrier the and broker both know what they do well and they kind of capitalize on that. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really be an expert at your trade. You know, if you're just chasing the highest rate per mile you can all over the country, you can imagine what that line looks like. You're all over the place. That's that's not it's not easy to know all of that, especially when you're driving all day long and, and trying to pay attention to the road and be safe. So to really pick a few lanes and know them, understand the rates so you can just intuitively understand when they're up and when they're down. I mean, you know where you want to stop. A lot of times guys find a good secret parking space that they can they can rely upon. There's a lot of benefits that come with you know being an expert in your trade and knowing where you're going. Um, and then there's the relationships like we we're talking about in the previous point, those typical lanes that are a triangle or a trapezoid that once you start running that and really knowing it, the relationships also tend to fly that way as well. So you get kind of get a double win. Yeah. And it almost works itself out to like a contract rate, right? Or a contracted agreement that a lot of owner operators don't that play, say, on load boards and things. They don't have that necessarily agreement, but this is where that relationship and doing what you're very good at can kind of come in and say, hey, we'll give you this every week if you'll bring us the truck, give us the asset and deliver it on time. We'll keep it coming. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, who knows? You could be moving freight for a specific shipper regularly over over your specialized lanes. There could potentially be an opportunity to work directly with the shipper and even increase the revenue a little bit more than at that point. One, you know, I, I call it the lane ninja. Once you're a, a ninja in that lane, you know, it, good things tend to come. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think the one that was interesting there that you pulled out it was like the secret parking spot. And I know that's been a pretty big point of contention, uh, just parking. But I think I think that comes in. I mean, it has to factor in some of this. You, if you know a lane you know the ins and outs of everything, parking, food, where you're going to fuel up. It's It can make going back to that first step of doing your math maybe even a little easier. Absolutely. You know, there's there's fewer variables when you're doing the same thing. So it just yeah, makes sense. For sure. and, you know, I'm, I'm sure most of the people watching and you are familiar with Trucker Path, our, our main app. You know, we do surveys all the time to understand what drivers, you know, like and 
like to use most and finding parking is the thing that pops up at the top of that survey every single time. So, you know, just being able to shave a few minutes off of the time you spend parking on a regular basis can make big difference in the the miles you run. Absolutely. And now, I mean, adding on to what we just talked about learning those lanes, it kind of comes into knowing using data and understanding where where a market's hot, what, hey, maybe this market's not as good. And if you had, say, maybe not just one specific lane, but a basket of lanes that you could do well, that now you can take this data, basically overlay it and be like, all right, this is good. I don't, I'll stay away from another one, but it kind of gives you some optionality. Is that I mean, can you talk yeah, a little and bit it about also that? makes your decision making a little bit quicker, you know. So if, if you really, like yeah. I was saying earlier, if you're the expert of your of your lanes and you really know your trade, you understand what a good rate is and a bad rate, etc., just intuitively because you do it all the time. Um, then you've got, you know, like you guys have great, tremendous amounts of data from sonar and other sources on which markets are hot. There's a lot of different places where you can get that information, <clears throat> but. Knowing your world really well, you can understand the relativity um, super easy. Um, and then you can hone in on those markets that are hot and not um, and and plan accordingly. You know, you, it, we'd all be naive to think that somebody can just run a simple triangle for their entire life and maximize their revenue and have a great life. Sometimes you have to deviate a bit. And there's a lot of information sources available to help with that. Um, of course, you know, that's one of the things we bring, we bring forth in our dispatch services. We do all that work. We, we have sonar. We have all the load bars plus our own. We're constantly looking at, you know, what rates people are getting in and out of all the different markets. And understanding that, you know, helps us to make sure we build the best, not just loads, but trips. Because um, that's what's really important. It'd be six months ago, if we were having this chat, you can pretty much nail a great rate everywhere you go. It's like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, just tremendous rates everywhere. Today, you're kind of back to throwing the hook in the ocean and trying to catch some fish. It's not quite as easy. So you got to think and aim a little bit more than just jumping in the truck and driving and getting four bucks a mile like it was not too long ago. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. You look at California is a prime example. I mean, you look at what the rates were at the beginning of the year. They're great coming out of California. Everybody kind of flooded that way, knowing that they could get a great rate. Well, now you factor in fuel prices, things like that there. Rates, yeah, maybe they're still elevated compared to like a national level, but they're, what, 30, 40% off their highs. And okay, this is a, there's an opportunity that, hey, maybe it's not as hot as it was six months ago, but if you weren't paying attention to the data, you wouldn't know that. Yeah, that's very true. And then we haven't even really talked about it much, but the fuel prices, I was in just yeah. I was over in California recently on vacation. I thought it was bad here in Arizona paying five and a quarter a gallon. Got not too far past Yuma and it was up to almost seven. So they, uh, obviously that's gas, not diesel, but you get the idea. You're we you got lower rates and extra high fuel prices. That that's a kind of a, a double hit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it it takes those margins that were I mean, we've talked about it here. I mean, you look at some of these smaller fleets and owner operators running 94, 95 ORs in the best operating conditions throughout 2021. Well, now you're getting hit with higher fuel, lower rates. Those operating ratios go from 94, 95 to 100, 105 really fast. Real quick. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean if your rates go down and your fuel goes up, there's not much left to hurt you with. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really yeah. significant. For sure. You know, one thing we've and found a lot we, lately is... Um, especially with our dispatch customers in particular is 
the it's the also the length of the halls. You know the you know the shorter halls. You know, I'll call it under five hundred or even under three hundred fifty miles are paying pretty decent rates. You know, more than three dollars a mile still. But those long hauls, boy, they're, they'll hit you. They're not doing nearly as well. Plus, you and the longer the haul, the more variables you have along the route. So there's a double whammy. So we're spending a lot of our energy looking at those, you know, short-ish hauls, and, and then particularly in the Midwest, you know, some really good rates yeah. coming out of Green Bay and Chicago and Davenport, Iowa, um, that you know, at least keep people's blended average up for the trip up, you know, to a respectable rate. Yeah, for sure. And and what you were saying, it's the trip, not the load, brings you into this fifth key step in the white paper that is just that. It's the trip, not the load, right? I mean, yeah, you take $3 a mile one way, but if I go back the other way, it's $1.50. Well, the average of the two is maybe not that good. But if I, I can understand, hey, I can run in maybe a triangle, like you can get that blended average to be something decent where we're not saying you're going to see rates at 2021 levels or things like that, but you may be able to still take advantage while a national rate is falling down. Well, let's be honest. In most cases, if you get a great rate hauling into somewhere, probably not going to be that great coming out. You know, that's just the laws of supply and demand. That's just how it works. But, you know, the way I like to explain it is you just take a basic hundred mile trip. Just for easy, because I can do easy math. 100 miles is six bucks a mile in. Okay, 600 bucks. If you only get two miles out, though, $2 a mile out, that hurts. You know, very, very, very few people have a cost per mile below $2. But when you look over that 200 mile stretch, you know, your blended average is four bucks a mile, which is still pretty darn competitive. So you, you, you look like a hero coming in, you look like a zero coming out. But at the end of the day, when you do the math over that entire trip, you're doing real well at four bucks a mile. So that's really, that's another step, you know, they call it accounting light. If you understand your costs and look at the trip over the entire trip, not just each individual load, is a, a very good way to, you know, navigate these tough times. It's not the secret answer, obviously. You want to make the most highest rate per mile all the time. But to really understand your business and make sure that you're at a minimum breaking even and most of the time running profitable, that's what you have to understand. Yeah, I think the way you put it there, accounting light is a great way. You don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be really even... You have to know how to work a calculator or be able to put something in Excel and write the most basic functions, which I think just about, I mean, almost anybody can do it. And I think what you're seeing is, I think you're going to see that reliance on doing things like that, especially over the next six, 12 months, because we, as we've already seen rates come down pretty significantly, and there's really no telling where they go. Right now, we're kind of in this silly season between Memorial Day, 4th of July. But what happens post 4th of July before the holidays? We know what happens at the holidays because that kind of happens. It happens every year. It doesn't matter if the market's good or bad, but it's that in between stage that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. You know, back to that understanding your costs, you know, I keep talking about fuel, but you think about, you know, fuel's up to knocking on the door six bucks a gallon. You get six bucks, six miles per gallon in your truck. That's almost a dollar per mile just on your fuel cost. That's a yeah. big deal. That's a, it's a very yeah. significant. I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know. I mean, everybody hates six dollar fuel prices, but um, just you know, fifty cents here or there on that rate per mile is 
definitely the difference between profitability and staying home. Yeah, for sure. And and that leads us right into this last key step and putting your eggs in more than one basket. I mean, the way it's it's highlighted here, resourceful people make successful people or are successful people. Can you touch a little bit about that and how owner operators can maybe do that, right? Where we talked about building relationships. Well, you can have relationships with more than one broker or shipper. Yeah, it's imperative. It's it's almost like diversifying your portfolio. You, you just don't want all your eggs in one basket. You know, we talked earlier about how we try to you know find five brokers and really start to create that relationship. And that's core to our service as a dispatch service. Is we're not just to, we're not here to just book a load and send it to you and get our little percentage out of the way. Is we're trying to help people be better business people. You know, so these these underlying tenets of understand your costs, diversify your portfolio, but know those people well so that you're running with the same people all the time. Um, that's that's mega important, especially in the bad times. So, you know, now is unfortunately the good time to do that because it's not as easy to get great rates and to put a little bit more diligence into it. And, and creating those relationships means as the market starts to turn up and fuel prices you know, come back down, which I think is probably more important than the rate per mile. Um, the, the sky's bright, you know, it's blue. There's, there's a good thing to look forward to there. Yeah, for sure. I think it's one of those, you're kind of, in, it's in this weird state and the market's really good. Everybody looks like a the king, right? It, it's really hard to kind of get knocked off your throne at the time. And then the market flips really quick and now you're struggling. I mean, almost instantly. So it's, it's if you can incorporate these both on the down and the up, it leads to just an overall better experience and ultimately probably better profitability. And you don't, the, I don't want to say the stress level is any easier, but it, it probably alleviates some of that, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, knowledge is power and understanding your costs and your rates and, and your lanes. The more you understand, the less the curveballs impact you. Um, and, awesome. and I would argue it kind of takes the volatility out of the business. It's never going to go away because I mean, there's a million moving parts and delivering anything anywhere. So there's always the potential for something to happen. And a lot of times it does just because Murphy's Law, right? Um, but, under, but understanding all of that at a minimum gives one a peace of mind to understand, you know, you know your metrics, <laughs> you, you know yeah. how your business works. Um, and then as a result, you know how it doesn't. And you know, you know when to get in the game and when not to be in the game. Absolutely. Well, thank you. We're running up on time, but thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go to learn more about yourself and Trucker Path? Yeah, I think the best place is just go to truckerpath.com. And everything we have to talk about is there. And I'd really encourage, especially on our operators that are feeling the pain right now, check out our dispatch service. We've got you know almost 15 dispatchers in place now. Uh, all but I think one of them are former drivers, um, and all of them come from brokerage backgrounds. So not only do they understand how to find freight and find good rates, but they also understand what it's like to be on the road and be away from your family and really you know, understand the experience and walked, in the, and walked the walk before. So not only are we here to help you know, drive that revenue up and profitability, but then also to just kind of make a day in the life a little bit easier. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Uh, y'all, everybody stay tuned for more great content from the Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit.